Okay, welcome to our walkthrough for the book of 1 John. Um, we're going to pick up where we left last time and the verses that we are going to cover in this session is verse 6 and 7 where John says if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness we lie and do not the truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanseth us from all sin so the idea then is that we can walk in light and the Bible clearly shows you that once you and I came to the light of the gospel, we got saved by the grace of God. God makes it very clear that we are children of light. Now, I will, in this session, turn to the verses and read them uh, for you. But if you wanted to go to the verses, Ephesians 5 and verse 8, I just want you to hear what the Bible says about the believer. Now, remember, John is writing to us personally. He's declared unto us that the privilege he had of, of being a disciple, the privilege he had as one who leaned upon the Lord's breath, uh, on, on the Lord, he, the one who was part of the inner circle with Peter and James taken on the Mount Transfiguration and so forth, and in the garden, John also was on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God's sake. He had the privilege of writing the book of Revelation. I will say this as a believer, you need to keep the order of the books because we need to have our minds on the relationship that you and I now have in Jesus Christ than where the book of Revelation is written later. And I think our establishment should be in the things that are more important to us as believers because John writing to you and I personally where he declares unto us that that they had handled and they'd seen the word of God and that that our joy might be fulfilled as their joy was. And I think that's the important thing. So the Bible says, for ye were sometimes darkness. And of course, the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believed not unless the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine unto them. So there was a time that I walked in darkness. I walked after the course of this world. And it wasn't until you get saved that the Bible says, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So there is the, there is the admonition that we are to walk in light. The admonition that John is writing to us as believers is that we are to walk in light. Now, come over to me. We'll go over to John, John chapter 8. I'm sure some of you are familiar with these verses and I think you should keep them in mind so in John chapter 8 Jesus Christ said that he was the light of the world so let's read it so he says then spake Jesus again unto them saying so he's teaching in the synagogue I am the light of the world he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life so there's a contrast between light and darkness and if you want to understand who and what the light is well Jesus Christ is the light of the world amen and John declares unto us the son of God now come over to um, 
another passage you can turn to is in John chapter, um, I believe it's John chapter 12. And I think it's, uh, let's go down to John 12 and verse 35. John 12 verse 35. Have a look at what um, Jesus says here. He says, and then, then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not where he goeth. While he have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. So there's the admonition. And of course John, John was one who known, who leaned upon his breast. It's interesting that we should, as believers, lean towards the light. Because understand that darkness is not your friend, it's your foe. And God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So obviously there is a devotional sense that you and I as believers must lean towards the light. Now you say, Brother Simon, how do we lean towards the light? Well, we also have the privilege of the written word. And as we looked at last time is that John is writing unto us who know where the gospel of John was written for them who do not know that they might believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So the idea then is that we are to lean towards the light. And if I'm going to lean towards the light, I need to lean towards the privilege and the understanding that we have the written word of God. Amen. So keep that in mind. Now, if you think about it, the admonition then is to walk in light, not in darkness. So therefore, we need to maintain our walk. And we need to take seriously the admonition that God gives us in the scriptures. If you think with me for a moment of a lighthouse keeper, a lighthouse keeper is someone there to maintain the light. That's what he does. And to maintain the light is to shed light so as not to walk in darkness. And of course... We have to remember that there's a difference between light and darkness. And darkness itself can be a counterfeit. It can sometimes counterfeit to look like it's light. And that's where deception can come in to the, the believer. We have to remember, though, that the context of the passage here, that when we read John, and I'm going to read you verse 1 again, where John said, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. For this life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and which was manifested unto us. And then the last the last two verses which we read as our context we're coming from today where he says if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness we lie and do not the truth and here's the key verse 7 but if you walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Christ his son cleanseth us from all sin you got to you got to remember that God was manifest in the flesh to die for sin. That's what Jesus Christ was sent for. He came to die for sin. 
That's why he was manifested. That's why he was made known. That's why he was introduced as the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. So don't forget that Jesus Christ was sent and came into this world as the Lamb of God to take away the sin of this world. And that plan was before the foundation of the earth. Now, I want you to go to with me to 9 to keep this just a couple of verses dealing with this because obviously you could deal a lot more with the blood of Jesus Christ but I just want to give you a couple of devotional verses that you can meditate upon and think about so go to uh, go to Hebrews chapter 9 with me Hebrews chapter 9 and Hebrews chapter 9 and We'll go down to okay, Hebrews 9, and we'll go down to verse 24. Now, I won't be able to, I don't have time to put everything in context here, but in context, Jesus now is ascended into heaven. And verse 24, for Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands. That's the tabernacle or the temple of the Old Testament, which are the figures of the true but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. So he is the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. The high priest would enter in once a year to make atonement for the sins of the people. Yet here in this passage, that was just a picture or a figure of the true which is in heaven. And here we have now Jesus Christ as appears in the presence of God for us. Then he says, not yet that he should offer himself often. So this was once. He died for us once. Amen. He died at Calvary once. His blood was shed once. And as the high priest entered into the holy place every year um, with the blood of others, for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, this is Christ, once in the end of the world have appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So Jesus Christ was manifest, God was manifest in the flesh, the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world by the sacrifice of himself. So he put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And you say, how did he do that? Well, it was by his blood that was shed for us. And that's what he says. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. One more verse. Go to First uh, Peter 1.18 with me. First Peter one eighteen. These couple of passages are good passages to remember and keep in mind. First Peter. Well, I think it's one eighteen. It's probably not. Um, I'll just check. No, hang on. First Peter. Just give me a moment. I think it's First Peter three eighteen. It should be three eighteen. Let's have a look. Three three eighteen. Um, okay, three eighteen. Now, so remember that Jesus entered into heaven once. Now, obviously, we're going to cover more about the blood in the next chapter. But here, I want you to hear what the Bible says. For Christ, verse eighteen of First Peter chapter three, for Christ also have once suffered for sins. So he died once. The just. For the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. 
And I want you to keep in mind that if we are to walk in light, as the Bible teaches us now, we need to walk in light that it was God who sent his son to put away sin. And here John declares to us that they have seen and handled the word of life. What a privilege that was. And he was manifest. And while they walked with him, he was the light of the world. And now that you and I have believed on him, we have a mandate now as the believers to walk in light, not in darkness. And I really pray that God can get hold of your heart and mind here, that it is up to us to walk after the Spirit of God, quicken in the Spirit, that we can walk and have fellowship with him and truly our fellowship is with the Son. So I pray that we'll, we'll close the next session, verse 8 and verse 9, and then we'll move into chapter 2.